I really appreciate it, and I really have a lot of respect for you. And uh, thanks a lot, buddy, and we'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, Randy. Uh, That's uh, Randy Rowland, and he was uh, one of the Presidio 27 mutineers. And uh, we'll be back on November 16th at 9 a.m., and there it is. Concerning the operations and programming of KBU in accordance with requirements of the Communications Act of 1934 and certification requirements of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Information about KBU Community Radio's open meeting policy is also available by calling the station at 503-231-8032. Board meetings will be conducted at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue, Portland, Oregon, unless otherwise noted. The KBU Board of Directors meets the fourth Monday of the month, starting at 6 p.m. Please call 503-231-8032 to verify if a meeting is being held. KBU Community Radio is proud to co-sponsor the screening of Queer Core, How to Punk a Revolution, on Sunday, October 21st at 7.30 at the Hollywood Theater in Portland. Queer Core, How to Punk a Revolution gives one answer to the question, what happens when the community you need is not the community you have? Queer Core shows the development of the movement through the rise of artists who used radical queer identity to push back equally against gay assimilation and homophobic culture. The film features Bruce LaBruce, G.B. Jones, John Waters, Tom Jennings, Team Dresch, and many more. Again, that's the screening of Queer Core, How to Punk a Revolution, on Sunday, October 21st, 7.30, at the Hollywood Theater, 4122 Northeast Sandy Boulevard in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. And this is KBOO Portland. It's 10.02 a.m. And we got Valley Views coming up. A brief check-in with the folks at Flashpoints over at KPFA in Berkeley. One land, many voices to round out the hour. And at 11, we'll hear Between the Covers featuring authors Stephen O'Donnell and Gigi Little talking about their new book, The Untold Gaze. G-A-Z-E. This is all possible with the support of the community. That's you, my friends, and some other friends who got involved in a way that made sense for them. Because, dear friends, I am honored, privileged, as well as contractually obligated to remind you that support for KBOO programming comes from Darkside Cinema in Corvallis, 
open every night featuring independent foreign and art house films. The Dark Side is located at 215 Southwest 4th Street between Madison and Jefferson. More information and showtimes available online at darksidecinema.com. And with that, here is Valley Views. Hi, I'm Gail Holliday coming to you from Corvallis, Oregon in the bountiful Willamette Valley. Welcome to my show, Valley Views, a forum for sharing relevant topics relating to people and issues in the Willamette region. So here we go. All right. Hi, folks. Thanks for coming to the show today. I'm here today with Carlos Lopez. He is an employee with the city of Corvallis, and he's the president of the ASME Local 2975 Union. Welcome, Carlos. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Well, Carlos, we just have so much to talk about today, and uh, we'll probably go into two parts. But do you want to talk a little bit about what it's been like for you to be a union member? Because we're both union members, at full disclosure. I'm an SEIU, <laughs> a yes. steward. So. <laughs> I'd love to. Mm -hmm. um, being a union member has dramatically improved my quality of life. Mm -hmm. I have secure benefits for my children, for my wife. My wife, who was very young, suffered a major heart incident mm -hmm. uh, two years ago now. And without being a union member and the benefits and the time off that I had to care for her, yes. we would have had a very different outcome. It's taught me a lot of humility. Mm -hmm. It's made me appreciate what people do day in, day out for their families, their community. It's given me a great source of pride. Yes. Uh, it's, allowed me to do a lot of social work, a lot of contributions in my community and amongst my peers Yeah, and a way to say thank you to give back. Yeah. Being a union member can almost be like, it's like having a second family. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I wish my wife was here to talk about this. She'd agree with you completely. Uh -huh. I spend, on average, three hours a day after work between phone calls, uh -huh. visits, having a beer, uh -huh. talking to people about their situation, work. It's wow. uh, it, it definitely enhances your friendships, that sense of belonging, mm -hmm. community, and really opens you up to a whole other side of work. Yes, yes. Well, you know, unions bring us so many benefits, and um, you know, being a shop steward where I work, I I find myself reminding people um, off and on about, especially some of the younger people, because. Some of them may not know that it was unions that allowed them to have vacation time, sick time, uh, break times, bathroom breaks, <laughs> you know, without, and, and all this lovely stuff didn't just come because employers were just loving on us and wanted to give us all this good stuff. I feel like the labor movement, it's my opinion, that the labor movement has been so muted mm. in our education. Mm -hmm. When I was a young laborer digging ditches, a wild young man, I had no concept mm -hmm. of the sacrifice that other people had met oh, yes. and done for me. Yes. And the fact that I could get weekends off and overtime pay, that all that someone had to fight for, things that I consider, duh, it's a basic right. Mm -hmm. So many things that people think would still be there if unions weren't there. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I wish so many people would sit on negotiations. Yes. So you could really see what it is that your employer would actually ask. Mm -hmm. it, it's mind-boggling. Mm -hmm. and But as a young man, I didn't have that foresight. And as I grew and I got greater exposure and I learned in my workplace, 
by talking to other people and growing my community, whoa, Joe has it so much better. Jose has got this job with the city. He's got full bennies. He gets paid for what we're doing. He's not getting cut hours. Mm-hmm. I had jobs where I would work my butt off, yeah. get ahead, and my supervisor would sit there and say, hey, I'm sorry, I got to fire you. You're doing too good a job. Right. right. And I'm trying to pay bills. I'm trying to eat. And he's mm-hmm. like, don't worry. You're a worker. It'll, you'll find another job. Mm-hmm. That's never happened to me in the union. Mm-hmm. Through mm-hmm. my effort and my hard work, I have earned a place at the table. Yeah. I put food on the table at home. I'm a contributing partner in a happy family, and that's because I have stability. Yeah. And that stability was granted by the sacrifice of others. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes the ultimate sacrifice death. I yes. mean, these people worked hard and they fought hard, and th- there was a pushback. Well, that's my belief is the world's made a better place by malcontents, mm. right? So mm-hmm. the tragedy to think about, though, is that people had to die in fires. Children had to be sacrificed. Workplaces had to be horrendous. And people finally stood up and said, we've had enough. This yes. isn't right. Mm-hmm. Well, and we want to keep it going that way. But as we know, and I know a lot of the audience members know, there's been some real legislative pushback on unions, especially the the recent Supreme Court decision, um, the Janus decision. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, let the audience know about that? Absolutely. So Janus went through, and uh, Janus has had a very minimal effect at our local, but because we're very engaged, mm-hmm. we work with a lot of transparency. But what Janice did is says that, hey, you no longer have to pay to get the benefits of being in a union. Yes. Because those monies are considered political. And I encourage everyone to read the Supreme Court's decision mm-hmm. and interpret and read for themselves to get a, uh, an accurate view. Because as I talk from member to member, as we read it, we're not lawyers. Mm-hmm. But we have our interpretations as we read. Sure. And right now, it, uh, to me, it's akin to someone going to Costco and saying, hey, I want that bulk price, and I want the deals that you get at Costco, but not paying for a Costco membership. Right. None of us would think to do that. No, absolutely not. None of us would go down right. to a local co-op and say, hey, can I get the co-op member's price on veggies and fruit? No, people collectively put this together so that we can get better deals. You get great health care, which I believe should be a fundamental human right. Mm-hmm because people stick together, they pool their money together, and they bargain collectively as a union. Yes, yes. And so when people choose to opt out, what they're saying is, I want to go to dinner with everybody, but I don't want to pay my part of the bill. <laughs> exactly. No one would do that. <laughs> yes. But somehow now saying. it's been okay mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. And, and even if you look at our president, our president's a union member, right? He's a SAG member. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> The unions are everywhere. Football players, baseball players, all these people making millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. The reason they get those phenomenal contracts, unions, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? But somewhere along the way in society, the idea of helping one another has greatly diminished. Yeah. And it's great to be independent and to be a free thinker, but it's also good to remember your neighbors Mm -hmm. and that we all share this earth. This time is limited. Let us give the best we can to one another. And I think that best comes out in unions. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know, and, and, and there, there's already uh, been, I mean, I'm sure there's more than, than one, but, but uh, I did hear of a case already in Oregon, uh, someone who worked for, uh, not Fish and Wildlife, the Forestry Service, she sued. Um, she didn't want to be a member. She said she never wanted to be a member, and she successfully sued and got, you know, like 3000 bucks. Um, you know, post this Supreme Court um, decision. Well, yeah. 
I think that unions can definitely improve what mm -hmm. they've been doing because they've had this set formula. What mm -hmm. I'd like to see unions do in the future is in their political rebates, yes. uh, have a little greater clarification and set timelines. I think that'll really help people who sit there and say, hey, I want to support my fellow employee, but politically, I'm neither here nor there. I'm right. independent. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, want to, I don't want to be involved with political monies for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Allow these people to contribute to their local. Allow these people to contribute to bargaining mm -hmm. and to clarify how and when political money is used. Hmm. But the great thing about political money in a union is it gives you a voice. Independently, I try to do my job hmm. as best I can, but when I have other people involved that I trust and respect that are giving me information, yes. it helps me greater ascertain a situation, mm -hmm. who I should more be giving more support to, exactly, yes, so that yes. I can make a more informed decision. Mm -hmm. It's important that people know that you can get involved in your local and start a pack if you wanted to, but already, your local has a state local, right? That we all, in ASME's case, it's Local 75. Uh, you can become a, an executive board member, represent your city at the state level. Mm -hmm. You find people doing great work in your community, go out there and ask ASME to endorse the individual. You can have political meetings where they meet people in your community. They say, hey, this person has a record of doing great work, mm -hmm. being a good human being. They share the values that I have. And I'm already paying this money in politically. Would you please interview them and endorse them? Right. Because we would like, I would like my support behind them. My fellow coworkers, they support an equal vision that we share. Mm -hmm. And opposite of that, if it's asking me to go to support somebody you don't want them to support or whatever, SEIU, whoever it may be, Teamsters, you can sit there and say, hey, this yeah. person doesn't share this with us. I would like this money to go elsewhere. But none of that happens Right. if you don't get involved. Yeah. You can't sit there from the back of a chair. Oh, I you got to go. One meeting four times a year. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> big deal. <laughs> I for, for everything that you get. Yeah. Exactly. And mm -hmm. to have your voice heard, you vote with your money. And at the state level, you can really influence so much of what's going on and get real change. And I don't know that you can say that in other places, mm -hmm. right, where you have to go through tiers and tiers of management. You are the management. Right. As you pay. As, yes, right? yes. You are in charge. You have a voice. Well, it's there's so many layers that go that go into this, and um, I I think too that I know getting that education out there, you know, there there for some reason there's difficulty in terms of um, this resistance <laughs> to unions. I mean, I know like people like you, people like me. Okay, we get it, or you know, we support it. But there's this body out there that just doesn't really. Um, there's there's this foot dragging or this this digging in, and and we're we're pretty much at the the end of this episode. But maybe we can have a little cliffhanger, Love and then, then when we start part two, we can talk about some of that resistance that we've seen and and what that looks like and maybe try to dig out some of those reasons why I think so I think a lot mm -hmm. of it comes down to defense of an individual instead of defending a contract and mm -hmm. people get those confused mm, okay well let's talk let's uh, pick that up when we come back that sounds great thank all you. right well thanks for being here and I look forward to seeing you uh, again for part two thank you it's a <laughs> okay. pleasure all right you take care bye-bye been listening to Valley Views. I'm your host, Dale Holiday, and I'd love to hear from you. Comments, questions, ideas for future topics, or other matters you would like explored. Email me at valleyviews at kboo.org. That's V-A-L-L-E-Y 
B-I-E-W-S at KBOO.org. Special thanks to Chad Howard from Corvallis Access Media for his technical assistance and support. I look forward to being with you again next time. And remember, as Doctor Who once said, I'm not in charge, but I'm full of ideas. Bye! Flashpoints released